my family wanted us to do a certain thing, but his family wanted us to do a certain thing. And so Chad and I started kind of talking to each other basically as the representative of our families. Ambassadors of our extended family. Yes, that's a great way to put it. So like I was coming at Chad, not to Chad. (laughs) This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're doing a series on what you wish you knew. When you got married, things that you just wish you had a little insight on in your relationship. And so this episode is going to be about in-laws, his family of origin, my family of origin, how they played out in our marriage, how they are still involved in our marriage. I cannot tell you how many people come to us and say, I need help navigating my spouse's family, my spouse's mom, my spouse's dad, my spouse's sibling, my spouse's brother, sister, you name it. Families of origin influence our relationship, and we're going to talk about it. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> uh, it, it is, though, no, it's a huge topic, man. You know, you you think about the stereotypical um, stories that you hear about, like, like, oh, yeah, her mother or my mother-in-law or whatever that's the mother-in-law quarters <laughs> over the garage or there are so many stereotypes and so many stories about it. But just for a minute, I want to say we don't mean to make um, light or fun of anybody's family. And, you know, I know that that family of origin issues exist in almost every family I've ever heard of. But I think most families really did their best. Most parents really tried to do their best. And so even as we talk through this and we kind of talk about some of the pros and cons and issues that we've faced, uh, we're not it's not to say that there's a problem with anyone necessarily. Uh, It is really to kind of say, how do we continue to honor and in love and include and and be with uh, the people that raised us? while we also have this other family, this thing yeah. that we've created together and, and make that what we want it to be yeah. and not let our family of origin continue to run how we do life in some ways. And again, not to say if you've got an incredible family of origin, you've got an incredible set of in-laws, man, listen to them, value them, treasure them. Yeah. They're incredible resources. But there are also times that even the best in-laws seem to overstep bounds or push a little bit. And and we get to make as a married couple, as a new family, this is decisions for our family. Yeah. That's really what this episode is about, is how do we really define our family versus our extended family and we at this point? And we also know there are families out there that don't have great family of origins or have had to set very harsh boundaries or, yeah. you know, have emotional cutoffs or are not in contact with. So there could also be grief around this topic. There can be hardship around this topic. There can be a lot of pain involved in this. I mean, I even think about both of our families and we can kind of come at this topic with humor because there are funny things about both of our family of yep. origins that we've had to navigate. And also there are hard things. There are hard conversations we have had to have around my family influence on our relationship, his family influence on our relationship. And just like with all of our episodes, with all of our podcasts, with who Chad and I are, the real Emhoffs, we want to bring kind of just a real picture of how we have navigated it, some of the conversations we've had in our relationship, but also the conversations that we've had with others to help them navigate this space. So let's kind of just talk about in the vein of what we wish we knew. 
when we were dating, both Chad and I had this concept of, I want you to meet my family. As a matter of fact, for both of us, we kind of shared this in the Keep Dating Your Spouse series when we talked about us dating. There was this rubric of, you know, we get along, everything's going good, and now this is going to be it. Here comes the family. Or is he going to pass the test? (laughs) Is he going to meet the family and how it's going to go? What was funny, I mean, I think for my family and yours also, neither one of our families were like, we, I wasn't scared that you or they weren't going to like you. I was like, are you going to be able to tolerate them? <laughs> you know, not in a bad way. I love my family. I, you know, I think it was a little bit of both for me because my first marriage, I was really hurt when it ended. And yeah. so my family of origin is really protective of me. And yeah. I think they probably approached you with with like this idea of are you going to hurt our daughter are you going to be a good guy are you going to have integrity and so i think probably they were skeptical coming in but very early on you guys i want your listeners to know my family like chad so much that i'm sure if something went wrong they would probably keep him and throw me out no they wouldn't throw you out but we would still talk and not tell you (laughs) okay okay. they love him i mean he just has this very disarming presence. And it was so great with my family. It's one of the reasons why this relationship worked so well. He was like the missing piece in my family. And that was really great. And so we have just some insight that we want to share on kind of how to approach this. Let's say either way, good family of origin, family of origin that brings challenge. Either way, we usually bring the connect point at the end, but we're going to kind of lead up to the connect point is going to be, do we like the way it's going with our family of origin. If we do, great. Do we need to make adjustments? If we don't, let's talk about why and do we need to make adjustments? And so really this whole episode is going to be discussing how to navigate the very hard conversation first with your partner, because you're talking about their family. Then second, if need be, how you guys or one of you talks to your family of origin, if need be, to lay out what needs to happen. Plan, so a boundary, whatever we in. call that. Yeah, yeah, dive into that. So probably the best way to do this is with an example. Um, why don't you dive in with one? We have a few examples we're going to share, but this one really comes to mind because it happened early with Chad and I. We'd probably been married about two or three years. We get along well with both of our families but there was a summer, it was actually the 4th of July. So it is actually going to, our episode is going to launch around the reunion of this same date. And my family was in town. His family was ex- in town. Extended family was in town. I had uncles, cousins, his, he had extended family. There was a lot of both of our families in town. And we had invited a lot of them over and we had tried to make plans. Let's go to the lake. Let's go up to Branson. And my family wanted us to do a certain thing, but his family wanted us to do a certain thing. And so Chad and I started kind of talking to each other, basically as the representative of our families. Ambassadors of our extended family. Yes, that's a great way to put it. So like I was coming at Chad, not to Chad, (laughs) with this is what we're going to do because my family wants it. And Chad was like, but my family doesn't want to do that. We want to do this. And and Chad and I were, were actually trying to get each other to agree on what our families wanted. And at some point, we just took a time out. Like quite literally, I was like, can we please go upstairs and have a conversation between the two of us? Because this is driving me crazy. Only I yeah. wasn't as polite as that. She was so sweet in that moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we marched up the stairs and I was marched like, up the stairs. <laughs> that sounds like I'm in trouble. <laughs> you march upstairs right now, young man. You're in trouble. Yeah. And so we had this conversation and even the idea of that we had kind of split our alliance to each other. This family, Chad and I are a family, and we have a very good idea of what we wanted to do. We wanted to go to the lake. We had some ideas or whatever yep. it was. And now we're being pulled in the direction of trying to please our family, completely losing ourselves in the process. And so we kind of had a little eye to eye. What do we want? We made an agreement and then we went downstairs and Chad, I love that he actually was like, this is what we're doing. And he said it with like such confidence that everyone just said, okay, almost to the point that I thought the funny part was, I think our families would have done whatever we wanted. <laughs> it was just this crazy thing that had to happen for us to know. Yeah. We're the ones that get to make a decision and they're going to come along. Now I will say that doesn't always happen. It, you know, if I'm yeah. going to my family's house for like a holiday, they're, they're planning it. Or if there's traditions, we want to honor those. But in this case, all of the family had come into our space, in our home. We were hosting them, and we got to make that decision. But somewhere in it, Chad and I got lost, and we had to kind of refind ourselves, reconnect, have an alliance, and then go back into the swarming families <laughs> and make a plan. And then the plan worked. Once we had that alliance, we were able to kind of tackle some of the disagreements and even like different dinner locations and different preferences. But we navigated it because Chad and I were on the same page. I want to say there's a key here that I hope you can take out of this that, that is important. If you're around your family of origin for any amount of time that's more than a couple of days, maybe maybe even hours some, for some of us, but but more than a couple of days, there is going to be a tendency to start aligning with your family of origin. Yeah, so It's much a so. natural thing, yeah. man. You spent most of all your formative years probably – with those people. And so it's natural for you to fall into your brain wants to fall into patterns. It wants to, and, and those patterns are ingrained. And so if I'm around my family, it's easy for me to fall into the patterns that I've known for a long time and want to please or want to interact with my family the way that, way that I always have. And just like it is yeah. normal for Angela or anyone else, including myself, like I said, to fall into that pattern. We and so we have to be aware approval. of it. We yeah. want our families to like us and to approve of what we're doing. We want our families to see Chad and I living a solid life, making good decisions together, getting along. And so it's hard because yeah. there, we can kind of lose sight of who we are just for the sake of, of what we think they're seeing. Yeah. And man, that turns into a mess pretty fast. And I want to say that like, if, if we don't find a way to get back to each other, it's a pretty dangerous scenario. I want to encourage you. If you're going to hang out with family of origin for more than a day or two, have a plan for how you're going to reconnect. Angela and I have a plan. I'm not giving it away here. Somebody <laughs> might hear it, but, I but, have given it away before, but we can't. This is live but, on the air. But but we have a plan where it's like if something's going wrong or one of us feels disconnected, we feel like we're missing each other. We kind of have like this code word or this process we that we, we, we share with each other that nobody else knows that kind of gets us out of that situation and lets us reconnect. We have a plan. Because we, I guarantee you, go visit your family of origin. <laughs> spend some, spend a week yeah. with them. You will fall into old patterns at some level. Mom's making me a sandwich and bringing it to the couch, or what, whatever the thing <laughs> is that happens, you will fall into the pattern. We all do it, and so 
I want to just encourage you, know those patterns, know those things. It's great to know them, but in some ways we've got to have a path yeah. back to each other, which for Angela, it's like, let's go upstairs that time in this example. Yeah. But really I think having a code word, having a plan for, we're going to be there for a while and we need to know how to get to each I've other. I referenced a movie in the last one. I'm going to do it again in this oh one. There goodness. is a movie called Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, where they go and visit all of their families yeah. and they have a code word. It's mistletoe. And at some point they're, you know, that means if I say mistletoe, we have to leave right now because I'm triggered or it's going bad. And so throughout the movie, you kind of see them going mistletoe, mistletoe. But for Chad and I, that's what he's saying. It's not only then that we have this kind of strategy, which we do, but it's that we now, because by the way, that experience we had where we had to march up the stairs and realign, <laughs> when we did that, that was such a cue for us going forward to have a plan, to make sure yeah. we're aligned. The the times after that, the immediate times, like the next time we hung out at Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, we referenced that and said, hey, what is our alignment look like because we were so misaligned at that particular moment it really was not a great time for our relationship in the moment we we corrected it but that means that we have to stay attuned and so for chad and i now when we go exactly what he's saying is day to day hour to hour as we're at my aunt's house uncle's house parents house siblings house his brother's house whoever's house we're at when we're visiting family we check in even just eye contact and like a head nod, like, hey, like you doing okay? <laughs> yes, I'm doing okay. Okay, proceed. And if you're not, you know, like if your eye is twitching and you can't answer. That is then, not the code word. <laughs> that is not the code. <laughs> but then it's like, uh-oh, you know, I need to make sure that my partner yeah. is okay. Let's do the strat plan B, strategy, you know. Eject! No. <laughs> whatever the thing is so that you can realign, take a deep breath, and then handle the situation yeah. the best of your knowledge. I want to say, too, we love our families of origin. We have families of origin that are a lot of fun. When it goes well, it's the best time ever. Yep. But we, you know, sometimes still get sideways or get triggered or something happens or we get rubbed wrong or we get disappointed or our plans don't work out. And when that stuff comes up, not only with our partner, but now in front of our family of origin and maybe they're criticizing how we're responding or how, whatever comes up, that is the space that can be really vulnerable and where partners can feel almost betrayed yeah. if you didn't stick up for me or if you didn't fight for me or if I didn't know what to say. And so that leads us to another example that I think it's really important that we discuss as well. Yeah, well, here's an example. And if, if you uh, know us, we work with lots of people, but it's something we've seen um, over and over and over. I probably have 10 examples of this just in my friends, but, but also in, in people I've worked with Angela and I have had yeah. some examples of this even in our own lives. So there's no one person here, but it's like from my family, if someone from my family of origin really offends or, or kind of triangles against my wife, right? Against Angela, somebody hurts her feelings or says something bad about her or, or kind of like draws a hard line with her, calls her a name. Um, how do we deal with that? You know, it, it's, it's hard because I can't, I guess I could completely write off my family. Um, but they're trying to set a precedent, 
right? If grandma has always been in charge in the family and then Angela comes into her kitchen and starts cooking and grandma's the one who does the cooking and doesn't like the way that Angela's cooking and starts to say, Hey, you get out of here or you do this or you do that or you do, you do the dishes, right? And kind of puts her off or says something bad about Angela in front of our kid, uh, shames her about the way that she cooks or cleans or whatever the thing is. We have to have a plan for that. Yeah. Right. We have to have a, an agenda or, or a way that we're going to handle that. And so I've given you like three examples in one in some ways. Yeah. But but any time that, that somebody from my family addresses my wife in, in a bad way, I have to be the one that's going to handle that. I have to be the one that's going to take care of that. I have to come back to my spouse. So first of all, my spouse might have to let me know what happened. Yeah. Right. And my job in that moment is not to align with grandma, not to protect, not, don't protect my grandma. family of origin. <laughs> yeah. It's to protect myself. I need to go and protect my, my spouse. I need to protect my wife. If you have gotten this wrong, I'm not shaming you no, right now. Not at all. This happens to almost all of us yeah. at one point or another. It's happened to me and Angela in some ways, and I'm sure that it's happened to lots of y'all, but really moving forward, what we're saying is it is my job to align here. Yeah. Even and, and I'll tell you what, even if Angela in this scenario is a bad cleaner or a bad cook <laughs> or a whatever the thing is, right? Even if she did get that wrong or even if she was completely in the wrong, I am still my job is to protect her. Her job is to protect me. I love that we're just to make sure we're not like trying to specifically reference any one person we've talked to because we have talked to so many people that that line this up chad's giving this hypothetical situation which is so funny because i actually do go to his grandmother's house and then we cook a meal and so i do take over the kitchen <laughs> and so and everybody actually but loves, everybody it. loves <laughs> it so i hope they do and they're not yeah. but let's say i, I want to play this out for a second because yeah. let's say i go in the kitchen i overstep my my space grandma says something really mean to me it hurts my feet feelings says something like we knew you were the whatever the thing is yeah. and i'm crying and chad comes to the back to to even say what's going on and i say your grandma was mean to me when your partner says something about your family of origin even if it's true even if it's in that moment you're sad that your partner is, is sad or has been hurt there is a natural thing that happens where it almost is like we're designed to do which is protect our own. And it is very easy to say, oh, grandma doesn't know what she's talking about. And she's just old. And she doesn't let anyone in her kitchen and minimize and, and dismiss and not catch in that moment or, what happens. I can think of all these bad ways to risk <laughs> or say something like, I thought, yeah, you shouldn't have been in there. She gets, you know, or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, because we, we, what were you thinking doing fried chicken when that's grandma's special? Yeah, whatever, but when, any of the things. When it's our family of origin, we kind of naturally, just like we said earlier, want to align with yeah. our family. Like we fall back into the patterns that we grew up with. And so if everybody protects grandma or grandma is the matriarch and she attacks my wife, it's hard for me to go, you know what? I've got to go set a boundary in this, in this area with my extended family, which am I saying grandma is your extended family? I am. I'm saying grandma is your extended mm, family. Don't tell grandma. Well, and, and we might have to, we might have to say, Hey grandma, I love you. Yeah. You make the best fried chicken, but we're not going to stay here tonight. We're going to go do something different. That really hurt my spouse and I've got to protect her. And you know what? My grandma, she would probably respect that because she would say, you know what? I needed somebody to do that for me at one point or I needed. And a lot of times that plays out a lot better than people think. You can set that boundary with yeah. somebody as long as you're clear about what happened. And as long as Angela doesn't try to go address drama. And here's the interesting. Chad is saying we are precedent setting in these scenarios. And so yep. two things I want to say. 
it is important, again, if we're talking about alliance, Chad and I have an alliance. So let's say I got my feelings hurt and Chad comes to me and says, what happened? And I'm like, this happened. You know, grandma was mean to me. And he's like, man, first catch, man, I'm so sad. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I hate that you got your feelings hurt. You know, what can I do right now in the moment to help you know that I am on your team? I choose you. You are my family and I got your back. You want me to go take out grandma right now? I, no, not, not, <laughs> not, not take out, not but take listen, out. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. A lot of times if you just have that conversation, I will most likely in that moment say, no, I don't want you to make a scene. I'm okay as long as I know you've got my back. My job isn't, or my hope isn't, that Chad now goes and blows up his whole family, like emotionally, not yeah, like, yeah. you know, like causes a huge big scene and now everyone's fighting with each First other. First we're marching up the stairs, then we're blowing things up. I don't know what's <laughs> happening this time, I mean, you guys. like emotionally I know, and I know, I know, I know. And so, so when we have a talk, then the talk could also say, well, when maybe your your grandmother said harsh things to you, how did you respond? And he's like, well, that's why I'm a withdrawer, because I would just kind of take it on the chin and walk out and go tinker in the ground. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I can start to see where this comes conversations, from. conversations, we can really start to see how our partner learned their strategy of survival in that family. And that strategy is important to pay attention to. I'm a pursuer. If somebody criticizes me or attacks me, something in me puffs up and I want to fight back. But in Chad's family of origin, where his strategy might not have been that, he has survived his family. I'm new to it. Fairly well. It does me good to pay attention to his strategy and for us to strategize what is good for our family. And so, man, I know this is... Lots of topics we're talking about. We could spend about. weeks on this and we're, we could use 25 examples. <laughs> we are going to yeah. definitely talk more about topics like this in this series. It's exactly what we're talking about. We have probably just like pulled off a Band-Aid and now have maybe some wounds. But we want, here is what we're hoping for. Have a conversation that says, hey, how's it going? And just like Chad is saying, own your part of this. So my approach to Chad would be, hey, how are we doing with my family? Is there anything you need me to know about my family or address with my family? Same with his family. He would say, Angela, how's my family doing? Is there anything that's bothering you or that I should know about my family that we need to address? We need to have an agreement, an alliance that we've got each other's back. And let's talk about maybe some areas. And we could, I could be like, oh, you know, your mother aggravates me when she does this, or my father aggravates you when he does this. And that stuff happens. Do we need to address it with them? No, sometimes we can just catch it. And I can just say, hey, I see that happening. And I'm really sorry. Do you want me to do anything? No, that's part of who they are. And we love and accept them. But the fact that my partner sees my experience is often really all I need. And man, do I feel secure in my relationship, chosen, fought for, and that realigns us and we can hang out and spend time with my family and his family because we have that bond together between us. So I want to, I want to, I, I almost feel like I have to give like two or three really clear practical takeaways. The first is have a plan for your family of origin when you go visit them, whether that's a code word or whether that's a place you're going to go as an alternate to leave. If it's a tough spot to be, go to a hotel. That's fine. But have a plan for that. I guarantee if you go hang with your family of origin, you're going to fall into some patterns and you're going to end up at some point missing each other, which can cause all kinds of 
drama and trauma and, and hurt your relationship. Number two, if, if somebody offends you, uh, or your spouse from your family of origin, it's really your job to go address your family of origin and, and vice versa. It's your spouse's job to address their family of origin. I want to say though, if you've talked to your spouse and together you agree that it needs to be addressed. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't address it if we don't need to address it. But, or if you guys kind of know that is what happens when we go to that family and you guys are on, on page aligned in this, we're not saying go, go start a fight, but we're saying if, if your spouse is offended by something that your family did, it is your job at that point, if it needs to be addressed to address to it. Be the one. Yeah. Really practical y'all takeaways that I wish I had known some of this Absolutely. going into our marriage <laughs> because we've slipped into these things yeah. and it happens. I think it just happens to most of us, but, but we want to encourage you do have the conversations. Like Angela said, pay attention to those takeaways, especially going into this season where so many people go on vacations and see family at the beach and other places. But, but if you find yourself falling into that, utilize these tools. They're there and they're, they're useful. Thanks so much for listening to this, spending some time with us, man. I hope you have a great summer and spend time with some family of origin, but also find a way uh, to stay connected in your relationship. If, if you have enjoyed this, if these tools are useful for you, please like us, give us the thumbs up on YouTube or give us a rating on, on Google or iTunes or uh, any of the podcast platforms that we're on, write a review, man, that really helps other people know that we're out there and know that this resource is available. We also love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. So if you have a great story you'd like to share with us about your in-laws, please let us know. We'd love to answer your questions. Sometimes we even answer the questions in the form of an episode. And so thanks so much for listening. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.